It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This is hit well in a center field. That one's carrying out at center. It's out of here. Oh, Johnny with a pinch hit home run. At the plate is Mike Trout. The pitch on its way. It's blasted out to dead center field. Out of here. Ball gets away. He's going to break for the plate. Ball game is over. The Angels with a walk-off win here in the bottom of the ninth inning. This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. Here's your host, Trent Rush. Hey, what's going on? And welcome to the Angels Recap Podcast. My name is Trent Rush. As the Angels are trying to turn this ship around here after getting off to a poor start to the season, I, I tell you, there is some optimism that this team has the ability to do that, especially after Monday night's win. My goodness, Mike Trout putting the Angels on his shoulders, two home runs. This guy has been absolutely unbelievable. And we'll talk a little bit more about that here on the show. Really fun show coming up. We're going to have a conversation with Brian Butterfield. The Angels' third base coach, he and I were just talking some baseball. Brian Butterfield has been a part of pro ball for a long time and has, has been basically all over the place. You're, you're talking uh, Boston. You're talking the Blue Jays. He came up with the Yankees and then was with the Cubs with Joe Madden. This guy has been all over the place in the minor leagues and the major leagues. He's been a part of Major League Baseball. He was with Arizona for a little bit. Been a part of Major League Baseball since the mid-'90s. And Brian Butterfield is a very, very bright baseball man that the Angels have. Uh, in their dugout right now as the Angels try to get this thing back on track. So we'll talk with Brian Butterfield here on this show. Also, Terry Smith asked Joe Madden a really good question, which I think we can talk about uh, coming up in a moment as well. So we'll uh, we'll hear from uh, Joe Madden and Brian Butterfield here on the program. Now it's clear there's some frustration right now when it comes to Angels baseball, and you can understand why with the record being what it is. I will just tell you this. The Angels, for one, are a much better team than what we've seen so far look at the end of the day you are what your record is but you know you've seen this team actually pitch decent at times especially the last you know week plus or so it's been the bats that were ice cold and that was after the bullpen had a a horrible first impression the first nine games of this season and that's when the angel bats were clicking and you know you, you look at the first you know week of the season and the angels were scoring close to five runs a game and they were getting leads and the bullpen was blowing them late well ever since the bullpen's been pretty good sub four ERA in the last week and you know Angel starters you remove Shohei Otani from the mix Angel starters have been decent but they weren't scoring runs and that's what happened when they got swept in Texas which certainly was not ideal but you know getting the week started with a win at home against Oakland and it wasn't just that they won it was how they won and one thing that I thought was so big in that game which might be a moment we look back on for where this season turned around was after Justin Upton had dropped that fly ball in left field. Now, keep in mind, there was also a rundown earlier in the game that was kind of botched. There was, you know, a passed ball early in that game. There were some mistakes. Tommy Lestella trying to extend a double, uh, trying to extend a single into a double, ends up getting thrown out, missed opportunity there. You, you could have added up like five or six 
different things that happened in the first four innings of that game and been like, man, what is going on here? And the Angels at the time entered that game at 5-11 and on the season. But then Mike Trout hits the home run. And I don't think Mike Trout even came anywhere close to smiling at any point as he was rounding the bases. As the score was 9-4, to Angels were down as he stepped into that at-bat. Angels end up climbing all the way back, scoring six unanswered. Mike Trout, it's the game-winning homer to the eighth after Shohei Otani had tied it with a two-run shot in the sixth. And it, you just saw this team start to click, and, and Trout looked a little ticked off, which was good. And I think he should be because this Angels team, you know, the first 16 games of the season – was not playing anywhere close to their potential. And in the first four innings of that game, the Angels played nowhere near their potential. But for whatever reason, after that moment, the second half of that game, the Angels figured some things out. And things started to click. And the bullpen was lights out the rest of the way. You got timely hits when you needed them. And I think that was really encouraging. And for me, you're seeing the glimpses of greatness that this team has potential to provide. Now, they have not done it all that consistently. We have not seen it. Very often on the same night, we've seen the pitching be pretty good at times. We've seen the hitting be really good at times. We've seen the bullpen be pretty good at times. It has not been often that all three facets have been good at the same time. And the Angels absolutely need that. They've dug themselves in a hole. But the only bright side in all this is that Oakland, kind of after that nine-game win streak, the Angels snapped on Monday. Oakland has really put themselves in the driver's seat in their division. Nobody else, as we're taping this podcast, was over 500, even at 500 in the American League West. So despite the Angels' really poor start, you'd like to think it can't get any worse than that. Well, the Angels are still in the mix, and they're not that far out of a playoff spot as we record this on Tuesday to release on Wednesday. The Angels is just a game and a half out of a playoff spot. So it's not like they're that far out of it, and that was even with the poor start, and you know this Angels team is going to turn it around. There were a couple of guys that were slumping. Uh, Justin Upton was in an 0-for-21. Anthony Rendon was in an 0-for-21, including a 28-plate appearance streak where he did not get a hit. But Anthony Rendon did homer in the first First inning on Monday night, the snap that skid was on base four times in that game. Also picked up his 1,000th career hit later in that game with a base knock. And, you know, Joe Madden has in the past done some interesting things. Like when he was in Chicago, he would make like Chris Bryant or Anthony Rizzo the leadoff man to try to get that going. And Terry Smith, in the pregame show on Monday, asked Joe Madden about that. If he had considered maybe having Rendon be in the leadoff spot, but also wanted to know if having David Fletcher be so productive be something to give him cause as to not do that. And here's what Joe Madden had to say. David Fletcher factors into that, exactly. Um, had we not had a legitimate guy there right now, I probably would have done something differently by now. Um, I did it with Longo, like you said. Even You know, and it started, uh, Terry, started in 1985. I think it was 85 in Midland, Texas with uh, Kevin King. I put King into one hole. He went from uh, 230 in the first half the 300 by the end of the year, he went from seven homers to 30. Um, and that's when I started. Then, of course, Gene did it all the time with uh, BD, Brian Downey. Um, and obviously, it's become more popular as we moved it forward. Uh, but Rizzo, he'll tell you, he's the best leadoff hitter in history. Uh, <laughs> but if he wasn't doing what he was doing, um, I probably would have approached that by now. You're absolutely correct. 
Tell you what, Terry Smith and Joe Manziel chats uh, the first game of every homestand and every road trip. It's like a weekly chat with Joe Man and Terry Smith. That is appointment radio. Make sure you tune into Angels Radio AM 830 to hear that. Uh, it's like every week, Terry and Joe get together. Really, really good stuff. A lot of great insight, and, and a lot of times you'll learn a lot of different things about the club, and uh, it, it's really cool. So check that out. Uh, a lot of great coverage has been on AM 830. And seriously, thank you to all the fans out there that have tuned in. Thank you for those that are listening to this podcast. Podcast every single week. It means the world to us. Staying up to date with Angels baseball. I know it's not the same not having you at the ballpark, but my gosh, it means a ton to us that uh, you continue to be the great fans that you are, loving on this team. And, and you know, great fanhood comes through thick and thin. And after the Angels got off to a 5 11 start, I think it speaks volumes that uh, there are so many of you that are still fired up about this team. And, and you guys see the same potential, I think, that I see that despite the record and despite you know, the sloppy play at times, you kind of look and say, well, wait a minute, there are the right pieces here, and there's a chance here. And they, they got to pitch better, and they got to continue that, especially out of the bullpen. But you know the lineup is going to be fine, and while they've been in slumps, I, I think that when you see someone like an Anthony Rendon get going, uh, that's a great sign, especially when Mike Trout is on the absolute tear that he is on right now. Six home runs in the first seven games since he became a father. Are you kidding me? Mike Trout is simply unbelievable. All right, now it's time for our special guest, and that is Angels third base coach Brian Butterfield. First year as a coach on this Angels staff comes over uh, from Chicago with Joe Madden. Brian, how's it going, man? How are you? So far, so good. You know, the record doesn't uh, really indicate uh, what we're going to do, but uh, the guys are still battling, and uh, we had a great come from behind win, and that could be the uh, that could be the tonic for us to get things going. You know, let's let's jump right into it then and, and talk a little bit about that because you're right. Obviously, you know, the record uh, being what it is, not ideal right now, but we're seeing things. We're seeing good baseball being played. It's just, you know, one night it'll be the pitching will be great and the hitting doesn't happen and, and vice versa, and we haven't seen it line up too much. But you've been around this game for a long time, Brian. How much can an emotional win like what Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and this Angels team did on Monday night do to try to propel this team to – maybe playing to their potential and, and seeing what this squad can do. Well, first of all, thank you very much for the compliment. Uh, it, sometimes it's difficult to receive uh, compliments during a time where you're not uh, at 500 or over, but uh, I think we have a great leadership uh, quality in this clubhouse, and Mike Trout is definitely one of them. Uh, we have some other guys that, uh, you know, with Justin Upton and uh, Otani, and uh, we have a couple of really good, solid uh, veteran catchers, um, and the list goes on. And uh, I think that a, a win like last night can really be pivotal for us. And, and But the, the thing that we've been impressed with the most was, is, even though we've struggled a little bit, uh, guys come in fresh the next day and they're bouncing around and they're ready to go and try to get after somebody. Now, how many years is this with uh, Joe Man? Three years with Joe? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you've been around him for a little bit, and you come over from Chicago, and I know you've been all over the place in baseball, but um, what's it like working with Joe Madden in terms of just talking baseball and, and you know playing a kind of game that you just don't see a whole lot of anymore? You're right. Joe's extremely confident. I love Joe. Uh, he's a great baseball man, first and foremost, uh, but he is uh, his glass is always half full, and He's going to bring that onto the airplane after a tough series. He's going to bring that to the ballpark after enduring two or three straight losses. He's going to bring it uh, all the time, and he's going to uh, bring it to the coach's room too. 
uh, even through this all this stuff, he's been coming in and trying to keep us uh, uh, with our with our heads up. Uh, uh, he's just a great leader, great baseball man, and it's a joy working for him. Brian, I know you've been in the game a long time. You've managed before, came up through the Yankees organization, and have kind of bounced all over the place. I, I'm just kind of curious about how you see this game and your baseball philosophy, and and what, what do you think? Uh, why, why do you love baseball so much? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I, you know, it's 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 what I know. Uh, I grew up in a football and baseball family, uh, so I was always around it. I was on campus. Uh, with my dad's football and baseball teams, and uh, uh, you know, it, I, I loved it instantly. So, uh, but to answer your first question, I think that uh, there is still room in this game for the bunt, for the sacrifice bunt. I think there is still room in this game for uh, being assertive on the bases. I think there's still room in this in this game to uh, uh, pitch and play defense and take care of the baseball. So, uh, uh, hopefully, that never leaves us. Uh, I think that we've got a good blend working right now with analytics and good old-school baseball. Sometimes I would like the good old-school baseball to override uh, the analytics, but that's not going to happen. But I think it's a pretty good blend right now, uh, uh, you know, and I hope that it stays even with those two sources uh, till the end of time. Brian, watching you over at third base, there was the great tag play that Matt Theis had. I think it was against Houston. I'm trying to remember exactly what game that was. But it was a shallow fly ball that Matt Theis went on, and you sent him there, and the team was kind of sputtering there. It was a hard time getting offense going. When you're making decisions in the moment like that, split-second decisions, what goes into a play like that to say, all right, you're going or we're holding here and trying to make that read like in almost no time? That's a great question. I think that you try to do your homework uh, before the pitcher steps on the rubber. You uh, know the situation. There's going to be there's going to be times, I think, that you're going to be more assertive uh, in your decision-making. You know, you're trying to gauge the pulse of your team offensively, and sometimes when we look up there and there's a bunch of goose eggs on the board, well, maybe we've got to – manufacture a little bit with our legs. It's not just about sitting around and uh, swinging the bats and hoping for the three-run homer. Sometimes I think situations dictate that you try to push the envelope a little bit. And The guys are getting the hang of it. I think that this organization has been the benchmark for a number of years going back uh, under Mike Socia. Uh, they just uh, were relentless running the bases. Two bases as good as anybody in baseball. Uh, their, their youngsters in the minor leagues were taught the right way, and then when they came to the big leagues, they were ready to contribute immediately. So uh, that's what we're trying to do. Uh, you're, you're not always going to be swinging the bats the way you would want to, uh, so you've got to have some other means of, of trying to beat the opponent. Well, and one of the things that I talked about with Dino Ebel, who was a former third base coach here for the Angels under Mike Sosha, was about making that decision and making it early and giving the base runner confidence that they can trust in, in what, you know, just keep their eyes on you and, and make that thing happen. How does that trust develop when you're working with this group? Because you haven't played all that many games together. I know you've been together, I, I guess, for a while in terms of days, but in terms of time actually spent together, it's been kind of tough. So how have you been able to get that with this group so quickly well the the trust starts with first of all every every party being engaged and when i say engaged that you look over at that runner at first base and if he's returning the outs to you and he's looking and checking the outfielders before he he walks his primary lead uh, you can tell by what he's doing and how he's animated if he's locked in 
second, in order to gain that trust, you've got to trust in that guy's effort uh, 100% of the time because as a third base coach, you can't take your eye off the ball. You're using your peripheral vision with the runner. So, you know, I, I feel like I know pretty much every runner by now and the type of effort they're going to give me and where they're going to be when the ball's in a certain spot. So uh, a lot of that trust comes from effort and being engaged and, and giving 100% all the time. We're talking with Angels third base coach Brian Butterfield right now. Brian, you say the word effort, and the first name that pops into my head, David Fletcher, and what he does on a baseball diamond. What do you see when you see David Fletcher play baseball? This guy is a phenomenal baseball player. I mean, you know, I, I call home and I talk to my sons, and they're, they're a little bit older. They're in their 40s because I'm real old. Uh, but uh, when uh, they ask questions about, they live on the East Coast, and a lot of times they fall asleep before they're able to watch the Angels play, but they're always asking questions about all the players on our team. And I can't, I can't say enough about David Fletcher and the way he approaches the game. He's like having a coach on the field. He's highly intelligent. Uh, he's going to do the right thing. He's going to do everything that he can to try to win a baseball game. So he may go 3-0 on the count, and he's definitely going to take two strikes uh, in order to up that pitcher's uh, pitch total. He's going to do whatever he can uh, at all times. So whenever something goes wrong, whether he makes an error or strikes out, which is, you know, this it's a tough game. Uh, you can accept it more readily because you know that he's given it everything that he has with his brain and with his body. Now, we talk about this team, Brian, and the talent that's here, and you know, you've already alluded to that, and I, I think fans see that too, which, which also makes this slow start so baffling because it's just hard to understand how this team that should be you know, so good has played so poorly in terms of wins and losses to this point. What do you think it's going to take to try to get this thing turned around here with this Angels club in 2020? Well, you know, just the consistency, like you said earlier in the in the show that uh, we've had one night of pitching and the next night of sitting, and uh, there's there's been something lacking, uh, one thing or another in every one of the losses. So, just a little bit more consistency. Uh, we know we can do it, and the great part about baseball is you can start out poorly, uh, but there's still there's still enough time. There's there's not enough there's not as much time as you normally have in a 162 game schedule, but there is still time. And we feel like we're making some strides. And with a couple wins like we had uh, last night, uh, we feel like we could get rolling pretty good. Brian, if you could, just in, in generally speaking, can you take me into the coach's room for a moment and try to understand, like I've been around on the basketball side and with, with their coaches, like when they lose three or four games in a row, it, it feels like you're never going to win again sometimes when things start going the wrong way. How has this group been in, in trying to you know keep everything positive? I know you, you mentioned it starts with Joe Madden, but how have you seen this group be able to stick with that and, and, and try to really get this thing going? Well, it's it, it, you're right. You're right. It, it does sometimes. It does feel like you're not going to win a ball game, whether it's baseball, basketball, football. It doesn't matter. But uh, we've got good leaders. We've got good veteran guys that have been around the block. And like you said, it starts with Joe, but it is carried down to the Trouts, uh, the Castros, the uh, Stassies, the you know around the Horn, uh, Fletcher, uh, Rondone, a uh, great pickup for us. So uh, there's uh, there's a bunch of guys that. Uh, you know, their body language coming into the ballpark is important. You can't let the other guys, and as a coach, you can't let the players see you sweat. If you're going to cry, wait till you get back to your hotel and cry into your pillow. But <laughs> when you come to the park, you, you know, my dad used to always tell me, 
stick your chest out and get up the field. And, that, you know, I've tried to live by that my entire life, and I feel blessed to have lived under his roof. So uh, I think we have a lot of guys like that that have been taught the right way and are going to keep grinding until this thing is done. Brian Butterfield, Angels third base coach, with us right now. Brian, I'm going to let you go here in a second, but you've been a part of a championship before. You have you know, been there when the when a team has won the World Series. What does it take for a team to be that? What do you see in a championship team that separates them from everybody else? Uh, never get off course. Stay the course. Stay together. Real important to stay together. It's easy sometimes when uh, things are going poorly. Uh, fuses become a little bit shorter. You just just got to stick together. Uh, you got to keep picking up your teammates. You're gonna you're gonna have teammates that are gonna go through rough patches. There's nothing wrong with a pat in the back or a, a, a friendly shove just to keep his head up. So staying together, uh, uh, battling through the tough times, uh, having some mental toughness as we go, and and good things will happen around the corner. Brian, I know you're a very busy man. I really appreciate you giving us a little bit of time today. Best of luck the rest of this season. Looking forward to catching up soon. Thanks again. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Great stuff there from Brian Butterfield. Just a true baseball man, and I really appreciated that having that conversation. You know, I had never met Brian Butterfield, but you know, Terry Smith knew him from way back in the Yankee days, and and Mark Langston had a lot of great things to say about him. And I really enjoyed having that conversation because uh, it's obvious that Brian Butterfield is a very bright guy. I love this coaching staff that the Angels have this year. A lot of really, uh, a lot of really just smart baseball people that are in that dugout with Joe Madden, and it's cool to hear uh, from Brian Butterfield. He's got a wealth of knowledge, wealth of experience, and uh, helping this Angels club. And, you know, I like a lot of the things that he's saying right there, particularly when it comes to just where this Angels team is at right now. You know, for them to be 5-11 to the first 16 games was just downright shocking because you know how much talent is on this team. They just have not been able to put it together. A lot of that has to do with some blown save opportunities. The Angels had five blown saves in the first 10 games of the year. And it just seems like this bullpen is finally starting to be the bullpen that we thought that they might be coming into the year. And there's areas that have to, you know, be changed and adjusted. And Hansel Robles is back to throw a 97, so he's on his way back up. And Buttery seems under control now. But, you know, it was brought to my attention, too, about, you know, for relievers, we, we talk about the starters getting stretched out, sure. And we talk about the hitters being ready. And you have that three-week summer training camp. Well, that's a lot that you know that's like a week shorter more than that than what spring training typically is and for these relief pitchers to have to get re-ramped right back up I just think the part of it was they just weren't at the level that they normally would be to start a season and relievers are you know that that's a volatile position anyway there's a lot that can happen uh in your bullpen year to year and it just seems like it's just finally now at the point where these guys are ready to go and uh, we're seeing it and, and we're seeing bullpen roles be a established a little bit and we're also seeing uh, this team start to come together in some ways. We're seeing Trout grow as a leader which I know I talked about that before but I love seeing that and, and you're seeing some really neat things happening with this Angels club and when Rendon and Trout start clicking and go on hot streaks together look out because this Angels team can be really dangerous and in a bizarre year like this with the expanded playoffs and all this stuff going on and two teams in the AL West at least are getting in 
the Angels are, are very much in the thick of it. Heck, everybody's very much in the thick of it right now. A lot of baseball left, and I think it's just way too early to be given up on what this team can do because, you know, let's not forget the Washington Nationals started 19-31 and 31 a year ago and went on to win the World Series. Baseball is a crazy game. The Orioles, the Marlins, the Rockies, the Tigers all would be playoff teams today if the season were to end. What does that tell you about what's going on in baseball? It's crazy how this whole thing has started. It's why there's at least a 60-game season, so hopefully by the end of that, there is some semblance of normalcy um, when it comes to where teams are at. But the, really, through the first couple of weeks, way too tough to read all that much into that. Remember, Seattle started, what, 12-3 and last year? So I think we all got to pump the brakes. You would have, I think everybody wanted to see this Angels team get off to a hot start. That didn't happen. They've put themselves in a hole, but there's still plenty of time to dig themselves out of that hole. But they're going to have to do that. Got things started off well just this week by having that come from behind victory against the Oakland A's. Hey, by the way, you can check out Angels Recap after each and every Angels game this year on AM830. I host the post-game show, and then Angels Recap is right after that. This is when you can be involved by using the hashtag Angels Recap on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, at Trent Rush Sports. Send me some tweets. Let me know uh, what you think as the game's going on. I love having that dialogue, the conversation on social media all game long, and then we get to actually like break it down in further detail and not be limited to the 280 characters that you get on Twitter and actually like really go in depth on the show. I love the show. I love doing it. And it's really fun because it's like a a little Angels recap family because we get that interaction all the time and try to be really personal and really have that connection. That's what's so important. And especially in a year like this when I know it stinks that you can't be at the ballpark, we're trying to bring the ballpark to you. And this is one way uh, that we can do that here on Angels recap. This has been the Angels recap podcast have a great rest of your day and continue to follow angels baseball thanks to all of you for doing that already and let's keep it going and see if the angels can start to build a little momentum here in a tough week taking on the a's and dodgers take care hey rob bradford here you guys know i'm always up for a good mvp story and one of the best stories is wasabi technology wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the red Sox and nhl teams like the bruins and vancouver canucks even the liverpool football club is getting in on the wasabi action so why is wasabi the mvp well wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the amazons of the world are charging in fact wasabi is up to 80 percent less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from wasabi's ai enabled intelligent media storage wasabi air to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals data deletion and ransomware wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data wasabi another boston-based champion championship team.